Welcome to the Ask Rita Show. I'll be talking today with Rita Harrison, the foremost authority and the developer of the Willow System. And today we're going to answer an anonymous question from our listeners that are all over the world. My name is Amberly Colson, and let's get started. Here is our question for today. I missed your relationship revolution seminar about how men and women get along and was hoping you could discuss this in further detail. I am in a committed and loving relationship, but if I'm being honest with myself, I view marriage or really just any long-term relationship as doomed to fail after a certain period of time. Both my boyfriend and I come from divorce and the couples we know who have been married seven plus years are for the most part worn down and unhappy. Both parties seem to feel unappreciated. Therefore, my follow-up question would be if you have any communication tools or perspectives that I can adapt to maintain a healthy and loving relationship with my partner. Wow. Okay. Rita, <laughs> let's go for it. Talk to us about love. So we had other podcasts already where we actually talked about similar subjects, but I think we cannot talk enough about it. Yes. And uh, I like the question about the communication tools because very often we can do a lot in our work for our relationship by communicating differently, even though we might not have solved everything, you know, because we all bring in stuff from the past. And I can't say it often enough. It's actually the most stuff that comes up in the triggers in a relationship, in an intimate relationship, comes from the past. Very often we understand what we think we understand how we were treated as kids with our parents and then we react usually with a hurt from the past and don't double check in the communication anymore what did our partner actually say you know we we think we understand but we understand a preconceived thing uh, uh, out of the wound so you're saying that we think we're listening to our partner but really we might assume (laughs) because I think I do this all the time we have made an assumption based on something from our childhood and so reiterating what our partner is saying to us can really be helpful just in general like across the board because we may not have heard them correctly but it doesn't look like it you know because individually for us sub in our subjective energy and mind it really feels like and we think and we are so assured that we understood exactly what he wanted to say you know now talking from women's perspective yes yes, it's of course for men and for women what we're saying here and also for gay people it it doesn't matter yeah because we then don't notice that we very often listen through a filter that is preconceived already and then we don't ask and double check at all so we then think we We have listened with ourselves we We don't don't stop and not you just with ourselves. Yeah, be, because, you know, that's not enough. Because <laughs> when we double check with ourselves, and I like that you bring that in, because a lot of people tell me, oh, I can't have a good partnership unless I have a good partnership with myself. But how can you ever learn how to be a good partner when you're not partnering up at all? So I disagree with that kind of concept completely. Meaning you need another person to be your, is a mirror a good word? I love mirror. Yes. To dare to find out about yourself through a mirror. Oh, mirror meaning a a relationship with 
We still have to do our work with ourselves because, you know, when I think I have listened and I actually notice that I listen to the memory that I have about my father, about my mom, about my sister, about a certain teacher, grandparents and so on, whoever traumatized me. Yeah. Yeah. And when I say me, I don't mean me as a person. Again, I talk about all of us. And then we don't notice that it's not really listening anymore. So how can we learn to listen and at the same time have a space inside us for the hurt of the past? Usually it's like this. We, we think, oh, uh, that's actually something that I can manage or whatever. We deny, we avoid. And then we don't give ourselves a place for that hurt and think we manage by just going and functioning about it. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm sure I understood it right. And then we react. So the trick is to give a space for this hurt in the past. Like, for example, this could look like in this specific case that my student wrote, I know that I'm still hurt and I'm still struggling with the powerlessness that I felt when my parents divorced. Mm. Yeah, and I allow this oh, to be there. Yes, powerlessness is a very popular thing in relationships because very often we fall into the trap and then we communicate and interact like this that we want to have power over or the other one has power over us. And control. And that's familiar to us without us knowing. Yes, and we come from a place, from a hurt, from this little child that we were, where we were really powerless. And we didn't know what to do because we were so little. And we actually needed a grown-up or a mature. Sometimes we're grown-up, but we're not mature. Um, Let's say mature, it's better. A, a, A mature presence of someone who takes care of that child because we're too young to do that. So when this happens, we sometimes don't let anybody take care of us which would be the solution. You know, we pretend as if we had everything under control and we don't need anybody at all. And (laughs) we can fix it all by ourselves. Okay, I do that on purpose. Yeah. (laughs) You know where I'm going with this. Yes. Versus allowing to feel that it flares up. The hurt of the past flares up. So while I have arguments with my partner now or with a close friend, this could be the same, somebody that I love or even the parents again and the children that we have, then we can allow ourselves, look, oh, that reminds me of how I felt as a child. And usually usually we don't make that connection where I felt powerless. And when we can speak it out for ourselves or give it a place, I felt powerless, I felt frustrated, I felt fearful. I didn't know what comes next. I felt insecure, you know, and to give this a name or all those emotions a name. By practicing that, we actually communicate with ourselves while we are communicating with a loved one. And it's not either or. And we can then make that connection ourselves and then create a place to the other for the other one, a connection. Like you, you have then the argument with your husband, but then you know that when, while you're argue, arguing, this trigger is active 
that reminds you of being that child. Now, how do you know, what if you're, it, it, for anyone listening who may, are there symptoms to look for? Like, how do you know, like you said, sometimes you don't know that you are making assumptions. You don't know you're bringing your childhood into your relationship. I like your question. So usually how, for those listeners who feel it more physically, because there are three different types, the kinesthetic, the auditive, and the visual. And very often we are uh, more one of the other, but very often we are also a mixture. So for the kinesthetic listeners, they might f- notice by feeling a crumb in their solar plexus, that they might be in danger, not listening. Yeah, So they feel a cramp building up in the solar plexus area, which reminds them physically, oh, wait a second, now you're triggered. This is connected to the inner child. Pay attention to this. For the people who are more auditive, they might actually not find out about themselves that they are not listening properly and that they are triggered by hearing a parallel voice. Auditive. You know, like... That's interesting. Yes, and this voice is actually like a broken record. In their head. Oh, you will never be loved you -hmm. will always be heard you know actually you here it is again i I knew you Mm -hmm. yes i knew it it's like a broken record with superlatives in it like never always superlatives like never and always like you know like it it is (gasps) all all over the place never and always those are in my head a lot yes i didn't know what those were you see so if you are an auditive person and you hear that, you know you're not listening anymore. You're listening to to your. You are listening, but to what? <laughs> yeah, you're so listening. You're, you're, listening you're getting to caught up in an old. Yes, an old, yes an old, to the herd, yeah. and for the more visual people, for them it might be that memories show up more as pictures and metaphors, you know. They have like visual sensations of a memory, how they felt trapped or something that appears in their dreams over and over again, like a picture, yeah. So, yeah. And if this is happening to you, one of these three, in in an important relationship that you're having, it's it's a clear sign that there's a past wound or, or something is showing up and the best thing to do is stop and listen to yourself or what's the best way to continue? I mean, I don't know, maybe you can't stop mid... You know, we're not so linear as mm-hmm. we are brought up. We were brought up in a very masculine, valued society. And I don't mean men and women, I just mean logic was appreciated, not linear, you know, and to have either this or that make a decision otherwise you appear as you don't if you don't know what you want and so so on deep inside us is is way more circular way more uh, balance between the yin and the yang the masculine and the feminine so while we are what i want to say with that is while we are listening to that inner sensation of being triggered we do at the same time we create um, an interaction also with a partner. It's not either I listen to my own right. it stuff yes. or I listen to my partner. Yes. Yes. This is not yes. how we work. 
Yes. And I think we need nowadays, this is why I like what you have chosen today, um, because nowadays we need tools that embrace both and, mm -hmm. and not as well as anymore. We're brought up very, very linear and it doesn't work out. And this is where we hit a wall in our relationships with ourselves and with others and where we feel unhappy and not appreciated because very often we're not trained in appreciating this inner wound while we're actually appreciating somebody else talking to us, triggering it. Yeah, we don't know how to do that. So I want to give out this tool for everyone who listens and that they can do that at the same time and they can actually do it with an inner attitude or um, a permission that they give to themselves oh while i'm listening to my inner wound this powerless child i know uh, my partner wants to tell me something and i'm open to what he wants to tell me no matter if i know what it will do with me or not mm -hmm. you know because very often we have that preconceived notion that it will hurt us anyway we will yes. end up being yes. hurt being not appreciated being um, left out or misunderstood or rejected or failure and that way we actually deal with the known the old is the known wound and go into the unknown at the same time oh i allow myself to listen no matter uh, if i know how to deal with it or not no matter what comes out of it or not there will be a way somehow so that way we are more integrative we are more whole mm -hmm. with all our parts and allow this inner child to be there but we don't act out from the inner child level which brings a lot of communication problems in the in the, the mature relationships yeah. and then we allow at the same time the mature part the adult part of ourselves to take care of that you know let and then there would be a communication tool for that too you can always say let me see if i understood you correctly may i repeat back to you what i've heard so when you understand something that your partner said that you when you repeat it back with their own words to them Yes. You know, we double check with one another. It keeps your partner more in the here and now because they do the same. Yes. You know, they are, you know we're all dealing with that. They do the same. And that way you keep them more in, in the here and now and between the two adults. And you actually actively communicate about the content because very often when we slide away, um, when we are in those wounds, we're not talking about the content anymore. We're talking about those, how they never and always hurt us. That's not the content anymore. The content was maybe about, shall we buy that house or not? And all of a sudden, it's not about that anymore. It's about how they are always hurting us, how yeah. they never listen, how they always do what they think is right without including us or whatever it is, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Makes sense? Oh, it makes so much sense. And I, I must say, because I, um, I have been fortunate enough to have sessions with you, Rita, um, that, <laughs> that having sometimes when you don't, you know, there's a wound there or, you know, you know, whether it's through kinesthetic listening or auditive listening or visual listening, I've, um, I'm pretty good with, with self-awareness, but, um, going deeper, using your work to really tap into some childhood wounds to, to free yourself in how it's affecting personal relationships is helpful. That really helped me. And, totally. um, 
And just to like reiterate, it sounds that it's really empowering just to, to, um, be aware of these symptoms of ways to know that you're, you're reverting to an old wound when you're in a dialogue with your, your significant other or, and that they flare up, you know, and so many people think because they worked on themselves that they shouldn't flare up because it should be healed and stuff. And it has nothing to do with that. It will flare up nevertheless, because it's like a certain vibration and a certain energy that we carry around with us that gets triggered when there is a similar energy like that you know and that doesn't mean that we are not healed or so so in a private session it's very important to really give more clarity to what it still is that they need to work on versus where they can actually be uh, more laid back and reassured that they worked on it and even though they worked on it it will flare up but they deal with it differently yes. from a more mature place and then this can come out in the communication and the communication is that women remember then that they want to appreciate what their the men are doing for them because the fear of the men it will always be that they are a failure to the women and the woman one day will find out and so when That's the woman huge. yeah huge. when the woman has a problem and it has nothing to do with the men, but the men very often take it personally. Yeah. And then they make it all of a sudden about them and they don't, don't listen anymore to the woman. And they could actually then make an agreement that they are still valuable. It has nothing to do with their worth. It's, it's just something that the woman needs to talk about or to vent about to clear herself out. The opposite is with um, women that they feel very easily vulnerable and rejected. We women have a, collectively a problem with showing our vulnerability. We then we try to be another man instead. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work out because the men actually love to give us something, but they need to know how. So we need to learn to guide them how they should give it to us by communicating clearly um, you know, I appreciate when you take out the trash for me in the, or for us in the morning. I appreciate when you listen to me right now, even though I know you had a hard day. I appreciate when you take me out for dinner because I feel this is something that we could enjoy together. And I always feel so nourished and nurtured then by you. And that way he knows, oh, she wants me to take her out for dinner. He knows, oh, she wants me to take out the trash. Versus women make then the mistake that they actually blame the men and moan so that they feel like a failure, not knowing that they trigger the worst fear. And then it's like a fight between the two of them. Mm -hmm. So what women can do instead, they give clearer orders (laughs) and (laughs) and tell them what to do which is hard for the women because they think if he loves me he should actually know what I want because I made already hints and believe me men don't get it they love it when they know how very precisely when they know what to do exactly um, that they can do for the woman and then see how she she thrives and with his help and support, you know, which is the secret key. So communicating that means for the women that they include in their communication their vulnerability and they allow themselves to be vulnerable. 
And for the men, it is that they include their fear of failure in the communication. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you want to find out more or if you have a question, please don't hesitate to contact us. The email address is info at willowforyou.com. That's I-N-F-O at W-I-L-L-O-W, the number four and the letter U.com. You can also visit the webpage willowforyou.com as well. Until next time. The show was produced by Polly Harrison. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join us next time when we talk about health, healing, and happiness.